guys. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I am so excited today. We are going to be welcoming back Andrew Cap, best-selling author of the last Law of Attraction book you will ever need to read. I have read it. I'm deep in it. He's a Law of Attraction expert, and we're going to unpack how to manifest what you want in your life and enjoy the present right now. This is a ton of awesome information for you to take charge of your future and start manifesting your dreams. Enjoy this one. Thanks, Andrew. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I am so excited today. I hope the energy is tangible through this microphone because we have uh, a part two. I've done a couple casts where we've had somebody come on and then we've brought him back on. This is one of the few. I'm welcoming back Andrew Cap. He is a uh, best-selling author. He is a YouTuber. He, I'm going to say he's a law of attraction expert and he's just all around like good vibes. I think he's the perfect example of how to pivot and then take hold hold of your next step in life. So without further ado, Andrew, welcome back to Turmeric and Tequila. Kristen, thank you so much for having me. Like true honor to be like one of your few part twos. I yeah. take that as a high compliment. And I know we're going to talk about this. We're going to get into this, but given what's been going on for both of us in the past, you know, six months since we've spoken, I'm just excited for us to kind of like have this like renewal of a conversation that we started back then and seeing where we're both at. Yeah, me too. I It's a true pre- pleasure in life. If you get to talk to uh, an author of a book, read the book, and then be lucky enough to talk to them about it once you've read it. So um, I hope this happens on Turmeric and Tequila again. And obviously, I hope this continues to happen for you. But it's it's a really cool thing. So um, just before we dive in, if somebody hasn't heard the first cast, why don't you give us a little background on you, you know, the quick version of your journey and what the book is about? Yeah, well, <laughs> the book, so this will be a way faster version. I'm sure I, I invite people to go to your, uh, the first episode where I probably give yes. a longer version of this, but <laughs> long and short of it, it's like, I learned about law of attraction a long time ago, never quite got the hang of it, had a really bad week one, uh, back in 2008 and was basically, you know, kind of smacked across the face by life to a point where I finally decided I'm just going to go all in with this. And rather than worrying about like, how's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? You know, yada, yada, yada. I just, you know, resolved myself to doing five minutes or 10 minutes a day of gratitude and visualization exercises. And then everything in my life back then blew up, like in a good way, where, you know, my relationships got better, my money got better, my health got better, everything got better. And it was only 10 years later where, you know, I've been an entrepreneur and been doing, you know, side hustles and full-time hustles. And I'm like, listen, what can I do that's going to um, really lift me up and fill me up as an entrepreneur. What topic can I go into? That's when I challenged myself to write the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read with the expressed goal that, you know, anyone can get more books after this, but at least they will know what's going on in their mind as to why they'll get excited about law of attraction or anything else. Start to do it, start to get results and then stop. I wanted to stop that thing in their tracks so that people can finally get a level of consistency that I had and then they would forever be changed. They're not even learning from me. They're learning from their life experience and going from there. 
So well said. And in a concise, you, you do this. You're so good. You guys got to check out his YouTube channel too. He says it so well in a concise manner and just gets right to the point. So um, that is case in point right there. I think that's amazing. And I do want to ask you, I asked you this on our first cast, because I'm always fascinated on that initial step, that initial exposure that made you kind of lean in. What was the very, like, what was your first exposure to law of attraction? Like, how did that even plant in your world before it became like a full thing to what it is today? You, you know, it's funny. I don't even remember exactly <laughs> like the first book or the first video. I will say this back in 2002 or 2003, I was in my first business and struggling. And this is where I'm going to date myself. Well, well I just said 2002, 2003. <laughs> I'm in an AOL instant messenger conversation with a friend and I'm telling him about my life. And he's like, whoa, 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 stop, stop, scroll up and read everything you just wrote to me. And I read him like, I'm complaining, like, this isn't working out. This sucks, what, blah, blah, blah. He's like, dude, you're, you're focusing on all the wrong things. And he told me to read a book by Shad Helmstetter called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And that book, even though it had nothing to do with law of attraction per se, was about the, the power of what you put into your mind, like what, what the instructions that you feed it, garbage in, garbage out, and vice versa. And it was through that that I then read As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. I read Think and Grow Rich. And in the middle of all that rabbit hole, law of attraction kind of emerged as this uh, additional modality, one of many that I was trying to use to get a handle on my life. I love it. And I, I wanted you to share that story again, because I think we are always looking or seeking maybe consciously or unconsciously this grandiose gesture that's going to point us in the right direction, this major arrow in the force. It's like this way. And usually it's not that it's this little tiny thing that happens. You just have to be aware that shifts everything, the entire trajectory of everything in front of you moving forward. And I, I can say now looking back six months to our initial conversation, I really feel like you in this book were a piece of my pivot point in my life when I kind of knew like things were happening. I always knew like I just turned 40 in October um, that for some reason at 40 things were going to change and and they kind of did and this was like a piece of that so uh, I encourage you if you're listening you're kind of in the thick of things of like what do I do next look around you something is either on its way or it's already happened that's small but it's pointing you in the right direction um, so that's one of my favorite examples of that I love that happy belated birthday I mean six <laughs> months happy belated Thank and, you. Um, I, I couldn't agree more there like the moment that someone's been waiting for has already happened. And the good news is if you haven't spotted it, another moment is on the way. So it's more of a thing of just being an open invitation to, to following threads. And as cliche as it sounds, kind of like believing yourself and trusting in a, in a path in front of you and just going through following inspired action rather than action out of lack. If you're just following that inspired feeling in your gut to do something, um, don't even worry about the timing of it or the quality. That part will take care of itself as long as you're engaging in a healthy, optimistic, positive way. That I needed to hear that, honestly, because I even have, as things have continued to grow and like positive things that happen, and I'm going to get into my morning routine in a second. But um, someone asked me, what is, what's your goal with all of this? What's the goal? And I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm, I mean, I have a company, I'm a longtime athlete. Like I know how to plan brand strategy and goals and blah, blah, blah. But what I really, I mean, obviously it's the, to, to be happy, put out positive vibes, whatever, but it's like, what is the end game of all this? And I was like, I don't know. And I'm okay with that because I know that I just need to keep showing up and keep doing it. And whatever it is, that's the inline is there no matter what. And I just need to keep heading towards that and make sure it feels right. And when I kind of unpack that, I'm like, well, duh, when I was in high school, podcasting wasn't a thing. And like, so my future that what I was going to do wasn't even a thing yet. So you really just have to 
believe that when you take that step, the stone will be there. And that's really, really hard. Um, so it's really good to just maintain that mindset and check back in with yourself constantly, uh, which perfectly brings to us to the first point I want to get into. Um, so the first conversation we really talked about the book, getting into it, how to question a better way. Now I want to talk about once you're in it, once you're in the thick of it, perhaps you've already read the book and you're in the middle of it, of life. Um, the, the light bulb that went off for me was that it was really just like sports and athletics where it's like, if you take six months off that first day back, like it's like, ugh, you got to slowly get back in. And it truly is a daily practice. So I feel like days or weeks where I'm like, I'm on. And then I'll have like a couple days where I'm just off. And like, I'm kind of in that story in my head of like negative thoughts or like this happened. And I, you know, you find yourself down that rabbit hole and I've got to pull back and like get back to my daily practice. Um, mm. What are your good words of advice? Do people come back to you once they've read the book and they're kind of like, yeah, it was great, but now I don't know what to do. Like, how do you keep people on track? Yeah. I mean, I've been a little um, <laughs> ambitious in that way where like, you know, I, I want to try not to oversell myself, but I, I created a 90 day program for that. Meaning if you're not doing it on your own, you join you know, the 90 day program and it's me sending you a daily video every day, walking you through one of the methods so that you get 90 days of momentum right then and there. But just so people know they don't need that, a really cool thing about this is, and you know, just knowing what I know about you, I'm rating you way higher on a fitness level in terms of consistency and, and, and um, activity. There was a time, you know, back in the day where I may have given you a run for your money. And what I mean by that is there's a time there's a time where I was in that and now trying to get back into it. It is hard. Yeah. But by that same token, if you're doing the right method from a law of attraction standpoint, it shouldn't be as challenging because your muscles are not going to ache. You're not going to be slow. If anything, you're just going to want to be patient and forgiving of yourself saying you might not feel totally amazing the way you did that first time a couple months ago, but that's the trick. And I think we probably spoke about the ego last time. As long as you feel just a little bit good, as long as you don't feel bad, you're doing all the work that you need to do in that moment. So just advice for people, if you've fallen out of it, you know, based on your intuition, pick whatever method you know that was the easiest to start and to begin with that you might enjoy, that might be the easiest to try again, and just do it. And again, don't have any attachments to how good it's got to feel. Don't have any attachments to like, oh no, I'm, I'm six months behind. Don't worry about what's going to come, when it's going to come, how it's going to come. More focus on in the moment, the enjoyment, because that in and of itself is reward enough. And by letting that be the reward, that's when all the other cool stuff will come in afterwards, rather than you trying to use that as a way to force the other stuff in, which ironically pushes it back. Yes. And I actually, I think that's true with sports and stuff and everything as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I and, agree. And I'm just saying like, for me, when I start up in sports, the, the, the muscle <laughs> ache is an extra piece that um, fortunately you don't have to deal with in this. Yeah. Well, but I will say if you ever, like I played lacrosse back in the day and I hadn't picked up a stick in, I don't even know, five or six years. And I went to go play pass, it's been about a year now, but I was like, oh my God, I do know how to do this. So even if it does feel like it's yes, painful, like as far as weightlifting and everything, but that skill set is within. And I will say that's true. Like the second, I still stay off, stay on my daily routine routine, but some days obviously are easy than others. But if I skip a day or I, you know, I more feel my mind just drifting. The second I go back to the practice, it's, it's right back where it started. So mm. it is, it is different in that regard. Yes. I completely yeah. agree. Well, thank you for bringing that up also that I didn't, I neglected to bring that up. There's a certain um, comfort and <clears throat> excuse me, an aptitude. There's a comfort and aptitude that's actually been built in there where sometimes people worry that it's not there waiting for them. Yeah. And then they're pleasantly surprised when they do it again, like, Oh, okay, I had this the whole time and it was only through my doubting that I even delayed this more than I had to. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and like sport or anything, it, it takes, I think time meditation has been so good for me, but like, it takes time to get quote unquote good at it, or it takes time to like, for me really fully understand it. And then little days I'll be like little light bulbs will go off and I'll be like, Oh, this is like, I hear what they're saying, but now I realize I just experienced it. So it's a really mm. cool process and journey to like hear and understand and then in due time experience it. So if somebody's listening, you're kind of like, I got the book or I'm reading this or I'm in meditation, just hang with it because these things will come. And I, I think I needed to hear this along the way, but it's coming. You just have to just keep showing up. Yeah. And, you know, again, the, the whole goal is that even if this thing that you want isn't coming, ideally, whatever you're doing should still be enjoyed on some way, shape or form, you know, and, and if it's not, then, you know, you got to ask yourself like, okay, am I judging myself? Am I being too hard on myself? Have I picked a method that isn't even the best one? Can I give myself permission to experiment? Can I give myself permission not to be perfect at this? And as you answer those questions, it's awesome. And Kristen, I love what you said right there. It's like, I'm putting words in your mouth at this point, but like you basically said, it's an evolving thing. Mm -hmm. It will shift and it will change. And for each person, it's different. The evolution might be very obvious, or it might be subtle, or it might be dramatic on the front end or dramatic on the back end. And the really cool thing is we don't know un until we do it. And because of that, we don't have to assign certain fixed requirements or, or deadlines or anything to it. We could just let it be whatever it's going to be, knowing that whatever that evolution might be, whatever speed it might be, it's perfect for us in that moment. And we're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this is super cliche, but I almost feel like you could say that about love and relationships and, yeah. and respect. I mean, it's really kind of that same process. There's like that underlying through line of, of connection of like what you're wanting, what you appreciate your time and energy. And um, it's a whole rabbit hole. Uh, but I will say how, how are you good at balancing this is another light bulb that went off for me, focusing on the future. Cause I like what you just said. It should be enjoyable right now and being present in the now. Like I found this very like juxtaposition turmeric and tequila a, a conversation around it where it's like, I'm focused on the future. I'm focused on what I want. And I, I want to be super present in what I'm doing right now. Is that challenging for you at all? Not anymore. And, and it was like, you know, <clears throat> those first years before, you know, life kind of slapped me in the face and got <laughs> me so mad that I didn't care about deadlines. Um, I was a big person on deadlines and I, I want to be very careful in how I say this because I'm not saying deadlines are wrong. I'm saying they were bad for me. Mm -hmm. Every person's different. Some people, a deadline will actually fuel you and it'll pull you closer to the finish line in a better way. But me, I noticed for me specifically that deadlines were the worst thing because then it put an undue pressure on me. So these days, I don't have a problem with deadlines because I refuse to set them for myself. These days, I don't have a problem with something not coming fast enough because I've let go to the point where it's like, universe, I'm going to do my thing. And when I'm inspired to take action, I'm going to take massive action. But by that same token, I'm going to revel in the gift of ignorance. I'm going to understand that me not knowing how something's going to work out is actually a gift because it allows me to let go more rather than trying to force it. So I used to have that problem, but it became such, it became such a, I'm trying to find the right term, but just such a hassle that I'm like, I've got to let this go because it's not serving me. Yeah. Uh, I, that is absolutely music to my ears. Cause I'm like, when's your birthday? What sign are you? Uh, April, I'm a Taurus. So it's, it's okay. coming up. Okay. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, well, I'm a Libra. And so deadlines and like being on time and not that I'm late. Well, I am late sometimes, but I, you know, it's, I'm so that it's music to my ears. Cause I am just structured on some things, but otherwise like the lack of structure and like the free flowing situation is 
where I thrive. And it's still like getting things done and being on top of it, but it's my version of doing those things. So I really, I think that's a chunk of gold that you just said. I I act when I feel pulled to act. Like I, I go when I feel that call to action from like genuine space. Cause I do think mind, body, energy, whatever is telling you those things. We just resist it all the time because we're doing what we think we're supposed to be doing versus what is authentic to us. So if you are great with deadlines, awesome. If you're not, whatever it is, lean into what feels authentic. And I think that in itself is so deeply freeing. Yeah, and and actually, that's that's really the keys to the castle. I think part of the issue, and I don't want to badmouth any other. <coughs> excuse me. It's like I, I can't get this one out. I don't want to badmouth any other law of attraction books because, by the way, for all I know, I've inadvertently done this in some way, shape, or form in mine. But one thing that I have noticed in certain books is they give you the way, and the problem with the way is that that's not necessarily right for everyone. Like my, my attitude is I'm gonna give you very clear, precise, exact instructions with the caveat that you should please feel welcome to tweak anything you want that, that, that works better for you. And I think it's an important thing. Like the, if you go down to the question of, does this feel good or not? That solves everything. It technically, it, it solves almost everything because sometimes we don't catch ourselves, but theoretically it solves everything. If you're only asking, does this feel good or not? That answers your questions of, should, it, should I use deadlines? Should I go on inspired action? Should I do this method or that method? Can I fix that step? Whatever it might be, does it feel good or not? Oh, here's a good one. Should I be specific or should I be general? It's like, the le- like for me, I am only as specific as I possibly can be while it's still feeling good. If it gets to a level of specificity where there's a doubt that creeps in, I'm like, okay, that's not serving me. I'm gonna scale it back again. Like that level of specificity, I'm not ready for it yet. Cool, let me scale back. And like right now, um, I was talking to someone about the book and you know, when when we spoke, it was under a year old. Um, if I'm, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, right? So yeah, it's under a year old. Um, and I didn't even realize at the time how many sales it had really, but but a couple months later, I looked, it's like it sold 50,000 copies in 13 months or something. Wow. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm glad it happened, but it probably would not have happened if I was looking at the numbers every day. I found out after the fact, I looked at my numbers two weeks after it happened. I, I will gladly take these book sales and I'm so grateful for every person that comes in, but I'm not driving myself crazy with these numbers requiring that they come at a certain time because I know that doesn't serve me. So my attitude is the level of specificity that works for me is this, the right book or the book reaching the right people at the right time that serves them for their highest good and everything else is taken care of for me. That is every, anyone that has a podcast or is on social media, monitoring their likes, their engagement, their podcast downloads, all the things I call my professional world. There's very much around analytics and ROI and all the things. And it, it's so my creative brain, so doesn't fit with my analytical brain, hence the turmeric and tequila. And the base of our show is questioning a better way because I could not agree with you more. Like just let all that stuff go. I totally get it if it's your profession, but stop looking at downloads, stop looking at likes and just keep doing what you're doing. And that is so deeply hard. So I really applaud you A, on the amount of sales. That's incredible. Um, But B, really being able to not even check in when something launches for two weeks to look at the numbers. That's really, really hard. Yeah, look, it's... It's kind of like, again, I'd been beaten up so much by life okay. into this attitude. Like <laughs> the book, um, I'll, we do know our stats after the fact. We will toot our own horn. Sure. And it was like a number one new release in seven categories. It yes. actually, it became a number one bestseller a month later. And in some category on Amazon, I think it's been a number one bestseller every single day since December, 2019. Okay. But the funny thing is, I don't know the first day that it became a number one bestseller because after I saw it became a number one new release and after I saw that it wasn't a number one bestseller on day one, 
I let that go and I got to promoting it in other ways without looking. And then one day in December, like three, two or three weeks later, I look, I'm like, oh, it's the number one bestseller. Oh, look, it's the number of categories. Cool, this is awesome. But I didn't even know what happened. So I think there is the key to just letting go and think amazing things will happen. And, you know, some people are like, you know what, Andrew, that doesn't jive with me. Good. If that doesn't jive with you and looking at the numbers fuels you and feels good, then please disregard this. But if those numbers are driving you crazy and they're keeping you like, like Kristen's saying, if it's keeping you from being your authentic self, yeah. which is the real magnet that brings the real audience in and re the real word of mouth, like, whoa, stop forcing something and stop looking at numbers that are going to make you feel bad and start engaging in your highest self. That's going to draw people in, in ways that you never could have orchestrated on your own. I should have said, but the caveat of if it does actually make you feel good, there's um, a book, I think it's called truth is a frequency or frequency truth has frequency, something, but they even say you can take like a piece of food. Um, and I think they said you can go to like Whole Foods or natural grocers and you can actually see people holding food and they'll lean forward or lean back if it's actually good for them. Um, I'm watering down a much deeper conversation, but mm -hmm. I mean, literally the answers are within and it, it just kind of does come back to that feeling good. Uh, and I do want to say, this is a reaching example, but I'm going to put this into universe for you. I think it's really funny when I see companies, people, individual brands doing all this planning to like hype what's coming up and these expectations of numbers. And then you see once you've really made it big, AKA Beyonce, you hide your next project, you pay people to not talk about it, and then you drop at midnight so nobody knows. So if, if looking at the numbers, is it okay with you? You kind of need an example of like, well, does that work for people? Uh, Beyonce is an example or any of these big stars that hide their entire project that's coming up and then they release it when nobody knows. Cause guess what? They're number one at 12.01 when it comes out and nobody knew. So it's, there are examples of whatever makes you feel right. If, if, if that are out there that can, you know, kind of dial you back in. So just as you were saying that I pull my phone in cause I, I screenshotted this, we'll call it a meme, even though it's just a thing. And this is kind of like what we're talking about, but it could be taken in a different way. But just what you were saying, it's uh, it says, wealth is quiet, rich is loud, poor is flashy. Mm -hmm. And you can think about that. I just went to the wealth is quiet. It's like, whoa, like the truly wealthy, abundant people, yes. they, don't have to, they don't have to prop themselves yes. up. And sometimes they need that space because they've reached such a level of abundance that everyone's like looking that they can't help but look. Yeah. Like you become an incredible magnet by not worrying about that stuff as much. But by that same token, because I don't want people to misunderstand, you know, you go on like on like, like my Facebook, I'm celebrating all these different five-star reviews and I'm putting myself out there, but I do it from a celebratory way, kind of like involving everyone in the party, not as a way as like propping myself up in any way, because if I worry about that and I go to the ego, I know it's going to slow me down. Yeah. Well, I'll be transparent that I'm manifesting a green Lamborghini. So I don't know what category that falls in, but if nice. it's flashy and poor, I mean, you can brand me accordingly. We're here for it. Um, well, like green Lambo. I like that. Are we talking like lime green? I mean, it's it's inspiration from one of Missy Elliott's videos and she probably has 12 of them, but it's uh, incredible. And I'm really not even a car person, uh, but it's something that I've always wanted. And I think it's completely obnoxious. I don't even know where I'd park it or feel safe parking. Or I mean, there's so many logistical questions around it, but where I, I funny story, as I've been getting into this, I was at the dog park the other day and I saw a green Lamborghini drive by me, which I didn't even, I mean, unless it was Missy Elliott, I don't know who it was. And then I saw it circle back around me again as we were at the dog park. So I don't know if these are small affirmations or not, but it was a small random thing where I was like, oh, maybe somebody's listening, but. Uh, I I'm seeing that car right now with vanity plates, something about tequila. I'm not sure, but. We'll hey, yes, yeah. I don't know if the cops might be pulling me over on the regular <laughs> if, if that's the case, which we're not gonna manifest that. Um, but 
I know I, re I really liked what you said, because if you do see like truly, truly like wealthy, like oil type money or, or, or new tech money, um, it, they do operate in a different way. So, um, outside of the Lamborghini, maybe we'll take notes on that, but, yeah. but, but on also, that, you know, just to cut you off real quick, the Lambo's yeah. for you anyway. So I don't yeah. think, I don't get called that like, you know, flashy is poor, not that I'm the arbiter of what it is anyway, <laughs> but I mean, if it's for you, then it just, it's not even a question of flashy. Like I equate flashy of like trying to impress other people. Yeah. Again, that's my definition of the word. Um, but I think it doesn't matter whether something is loud or subtle. If it's for you, it's all good. So I love that you've got that vision. And I'm actually, so here's what I think, cause I'm not sure if you've ever said this on another interview. I think it's cool that this is being said right now because when you get that car, yeah. whether it's you know six days from now or six months from now or whatever it might be, you'll be able to go to this recording where you were talking yeah. about it and you'll hear the details. And there might be something that you said in this recording that'll pop out at you like, whoa, I didn't even expect that part, but that was like in the middle of it. So I'm excited that we're talking about this. Okay. Yes. I love it. Well, I mean, I knew we crossed paths for a reason anyways. And so it almost doesn't surprise me, perhaps you even less that this conversation is happening again within even six months. Um, but it's, yes, the, the, the magic stirring, the magic's in the air. I feel it. And there really is no part of me, I can hardly say this, that I doubt things. Like I know things are in front and not sweating the deadline, which I don't do anyway. So that's not a, a skill that's new, but I like the faith is there, the trust is there and that is new. So that in itself, that of practice, whether it's law of attraction or, or relationships or work or whatever, like that in itself is a really beautiful thing that I've really come to appreciate that there's just like this underlying base of faith and trust. And that's no small feat. Um, mm -hmm. So let's, this is kind of a perfect transition. Since we have spoke about six months, you said it was, it was newly released. Um, two weeks later, 50,000 copies sold, kind of brand new. What has happened since then? You do do a very diligent uh, job on, Insta on Instagram. And, and I say this from, as a branding professional, I think you do a really great job of engaging and putting it out there. Cause that's not easy, particularly from authentic space and showing, you know, numbers and stuff. So what has happened since then? Tell us, uh, brag uh, all the details. Thank you. Well, you know, the stuff that's happened, it's been subtle and loud at the same time, because now we're at the point where people have had time enough to use the methods and email me with crazy stories, some of which like, I'll, I'll give, I'm very hesitant what I say here, I don't want to, I'm never going to give too much private detail, but like one person using the content as an excuse to get out of an abusive relationship. Now, my okay. content, like, Really, if anything, it was a small excuse is them who got it out of it. But to know that it was even a nudge for them is amazing. Or just to get feedback for people that, you know, they, they turn around their life. Uh, one person um, never had a girlfriend before and like is now in love, like all these crazy things. And again, I kind of feel like the book is it, this catalyst, but it's more like I am manifesting or have manifested a way by which people are sending me good news every single day, regardless of whether it has anything to do with my words or my book or anything like cool. I've not just become like, you know, a, a money magnet, um, although, you know, not flash or anything, but I'm like a good news magnet. Cause a lot of the people like to call themselves money magnet and I'll do the same thing, but I'm a good news magnet now for myself and for other people. So that's been amazing, but I'm also just meeting a lot of incredible people. Um, I'm in a clubhouse room now where like one day I popped into this like bestseller secrets room and, um, I popped into the question and then I said a few things about my book. And before I know, like I'm a moderator, and then I'm like, I'm being every week. And last night, uh, the host, he asked me to like run the room for him because he needed a break. So it's like, cool. I went from being some dude asking a question to like running the room for a night. Um, and that, by that same token, meeting some other cool people that night. And I believe it or not, 
I learned about the law of attraction way before the secret, like two years before the secret. Okay. However, I found out about the secret through, um, through an entrepreneur because I went to a success event to see her and she didn't make the event. Like I paid all this money and I go there and she wasn't there, but the event was still worthwhile because that's where I was introduced to the secret, which again, even though I already knew about the law of attraction, this was two years before all my stuff, the secret accelerated my knowledge. Wow. So I believe the purpose of, of that entrepreneur, even though she wasn't there, was to pull me there so that I can check it out and learn the secret and be accelerated on, on that path. That person I actually met now in this clubhouse room where I'm interacting with her what? and I'm connecting. Now we've got each other's cell phones and we'll text and we'll say hi. So like all these weird, these synchronicities of something way back from 2006 coming full circle. So I think I just gave you a word salad there. So like basically a lot of cool stuff is happening. Some of which I'm really noticing, but other parts that I'm not even noticing because this is the hope that I have for other people. And by the way, my life is not perfect and I have my bad days like anyone else. But for the most part, the bad days, the baseline of the bad day is used to be higher than the high baseline of older days. Like the lowest I get now is still higher than what it used to be before I really embraced this and implemented this. That That's incredible. And that kind of just gave us full circle from the initial conversation of like these little things happening that you are right on track, right on time and right where you're supposed to be even. And of course there's going to be bad days. I do think some people think like, oh, you do this and it didn't fix everything. So it didn't work. And it's like, mm. well, life is still real. Like things are still real. Things are still going to happen that aren't to your liking. Um, so it's not about ridding the bad, <laughs> but it is about recognizing the joy and the good. Cause I do think that's practice as well. Even if you're diligent about manifesting it or in tensions or whatever awareness. Um, well, so give us like, how has the book on international, I assume, like, tell me something that's like <laughs> the most crazy story you've heard of impact where you just like blew your mind. Cause I do see all the reviews coming in and they're pretty remarkable. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, so the two money itself is always like a tangible thing that blows the mind. So like the two sure. biggest things um, really were, were stories about what the methods do. One of them was from a customer of my 90 day program who went, she, she emailed me, it was 90, it's 90 days of, of videos with me walking them through methods. She emails me in response to day 87. And she's like, you know, Andrew, when, when I started this whole thing, and when I, when I got your book, um, I think I was just about to be out of my sales job, nothing was happening. And now I'm at a point where every month, $100,000 in sales is the bare minimum. Wow. And um, I was so excited that I put her on my YouTube channel where I interviewed her and like, you know, we asked her about the stuff. So to share her experience with other people, but then she emailed me like after like at the end of the year saying, well, now I've got my dream house. Like it's even at a higher level. So it even surpassed. Cause I think oftentimes like we'll hear this huge success story and it's like the end of the movie. Right. And like, who knows what happens after that? I got like the sequel from her in an email where it got even better and things are still going well. <laughs> um, another thing, and I know you're asking about me personally, but I'm, I keep locking back on all these stories because this is what blows me away because this is like the fulfillment for me. Sure. Someone asked me a couple of weeks ago, Andrew, what do you want to do when you grow up? As if it's a question of like, well, what do you really want to do with your life? I'm like, listen, dude, I'm doing it. Yeah. This is what I'm doing right now with this book, with the YouTube, with how I share this message. This is me. This is me as an adult doing this. And maybe my vision for my future will change in the future. Mm -hmm. But right now, this is me. So this is why I feel like you're asking me these questions. I'm defaulting these people because this is, I'm already fulfilled and these yeah. are really the cool points. And the other one real quick is someone, she was my first featured interview on YouTube. She used scripting, not for my book, but before she even like heard about my book, but because I teach it in the book and through scripting, she inspired herself in business to going from like $300 in the bank to over a million in 16 months. Wow. So 
just to be surrounded by this evidence and these other stories for other people. Now me, I've got a lot of cool stuff brewing, but believe it or not, I can't give you the final answer because I see it in, um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the right word, but it's still kind of like, it's in the creation process. Yeah. But I, I, it's, it sounds really weird to say, I see it, I see what's happening. I see it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like culminating to something. So I don't have good news yet on a couple of things, but there's a lot of amazing things in the works that are pretty much like on schedule for if that it. makes any sense. hundred percent. And I, again, with the deadlines, I'm okay not knowing. I just like you, I feel the magic happening and I, I feel the vibration and the positivity and little affirmations coming through um, and other things also that I'm probably not noticing. Like, and as you said, like I can go back and maybe listen to this and be like, no, oh, you even said that. So you recognize it's happening, but there's comfort in maybe just for me of like, who knows, like the biggest dream I could dream, it could be even bigger than that. So you just, as long as it's fun right now and things are, this is, this is my dream life, to be honest, I'm completely with you. And if it just keeps going like this and I'm here for the ride, like I'm in the roller coaster, like let's go. And that's just kind of like an okay space. Yes. Yeah, it really is. And I think me, I'm, I'm a strategy guy. I forgot if I said this on our first conversation, I'm a strategy guy. So mm knowing what I know about the human mind and knowing what I know about the universe and knowing what I know about, you know, the way thoughts really can impact your life experience. It's always a question of like, what can I strategically do to point myself in the right direction? And for me, well, strategically, I can engage in gratitude every single day, not in a fake way, but in whatever way is authentic to me, you know, and that's the key. The key is you don't want to lie to yourself. Strategically, you don't want to make something bigger than it really is or smaller than it really is. You just want to be accurate and real to yourself by that same token, we should all, we all have things to be grateful for, no matter what's going on in our lives. So strategically, we should be leaning in that direction. You know, everyone, the, the, I probably said this on the last interview, like whatever device you're watching this on, imagine if you didn't have that device, that you'd use this device for, for phone, for email, for text, to listen to Kristen and all her awesome episodes, maybe to run your business, maybe for a dating app or dating website, maybe to um, in, invest in, in stocks or whatever, like all these different pieces of your life without that device. How could you not be grateful for that? How could you not be grateful for your body? Whether your body feels like a million bucks or you have to feed it better food and, and get in better fitness or whatever, that's okay. But still be grateful for your, your heart beating blood in your chest throughout your entire body to all the other organs which are also serving you. Your eyes to watch this, your ears to listen to this. There's always things to be grateful for and you wanna strategically lean into that so that you'll notice other things and other things will emerge. That's all I do. I'm just doing that as a strategy to make my life better and better. I love that. And honestly, the the best sales strategy I could say to anyone is do whatever it is you're selling. And you would be surprised or maybe you wouldn't. How many people I talk to, they're like, yeah, we made this consumer package good, but we don't need it. Or we're a coach of this, but we don't longer play it. And it's like, or I have this weight training program, but I don't do it. It's like, what? And what I really appreciate about you is you're still in the thick of it. You talk about what you do, your practices, like you bleed exactly what you preach. And I wish politicians um, would do the same thing and lean into it. And I think outside of money and endorsements and or paid promotion, that is the best sales strategy you could ever have. And not even from a, a sales standpoint, as far as money, but as an impact standpoint, as, as far as inspiring humans to go beyond and be happier, or be, become better people or whatever. Um, mm. It's the, the most perfect starting point to like share the gospel. Yeah. You know, to, to that point, I, <clears throat> I could um, think right now off the top of my head, I could probably think of 20 new products that I can put out. And I've built up enough goodwill with customers that they'll buy it. But yeah. if they're, 
if these, these products that are coming off the top of my head, they're not useful in my opinion. Therefore, for me to put it out, sure, like, okay, let me get a quick seven figures. No, I am diluting my brand, but yes. worse, I am betraying the people that trust me and I'm diluting their experience. So it's one of those things where, you know, kind of like following that thread, it's like, you don't have to do like the, uh, the, the typical formula, but when you're authentic to yourself, all the good stuff will come. I'm a lot more content. Like right now I have only um, probably 1600 YouTube subscribers. Like okay. if, uh, would I like a million? Yeah, but I don't want to get there yet. Let me, let me get to 50,000 first. Let me get to hundred thousand after that. I'm taking my time. There's no reason to rush this because while that's happening, I'm still even finding my voice of, I know this content in my mind, but how do I continue to articulate it in a more refined, more efficient way for people? I'd much rather get better at that before the million people come so that I can serve on a higher level. Absolutely. And I, well, I'm glad you have 1600. I have 16 and I am literally excited about it because just started just learning it. Like YouTube hasn't been my space. I love it, but we're new to the game. And what I love about what you just said is let that journey show, like let people see the evolution happen because I think that in itself, A, shows the authenticity, but can inspire them to be like, see, it doesn't have to be perfect right away and look what it grows to or look what you can evolve from. And I literally have that conversation with every like quote unquote influencer, like personal brand uh, or individual management I've ever done about not putting a million signs in your front yard because a it dilutes your message but b it messes your um with your authentic authenticity i should say that's part of number one but b being that you then monetize your audience too early and they lose faith in you and that's everything and then they're they're not coming back once you lose somebody that's it so to stay true to your message stay true to yourself and what you're doing all these little side off opportunities and everything else don't matter you have to cling to what's real and protect your voice and what you stand for because that's everything um yeah. And you, like I said, you obviously believe that. I don't doubt things are coming in. We won't go down this rabbit hole, but I can only imagine some of the stuff and the ideas or products or whatever that's uh, reaching out and wanting to jump onto the wagon. Um, but good for you for kind of holding up the fence for the real stuff. Yeah, and thank you. And, you know, I appreciate the acknowledgement. And um, by the way, everyone listening right now, please subscribe to Kristen's channel. Um, thank you <laughs> that, let's get her let's get her over you, you'll please send it to me after the, the interview um okay. I, I want to get you to the magic number of 100 let's get you your first 100 I'm off the strength it. of this episode or maybe even before it publishes so yes this is my intention for you to start with 100 and go from there i, I appreciate that i have full faith and i I trust the powers and universe and green Lamborghinis in motion. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but it is really about positive impact. I know we constantly talk about money, money, peace, bills. It makes things fabulous. But truthfully, you're, if you're unfulfilled within, it's none of it really matters. And um, I think I might have asked you this on the first cast, but I, I want to unpack this because I think it's really perfect. Uh, underlying tone for everything. Do you, I don't know if you're spiritual or religious, but you know, in this, as the process has grown and your voice has grown, your platform has grown, do you feel it is, it's authentically you, but do you feel like you're more of a vehicle to promote something larger than you um, versus like you just doing what you're supposed to be doing? Does that make sense? Yeah, so <clears throat> if I am understanding correctly, I, I would say this. Strategically, if nothing else, but also intuitively and based on my life experience, it's important for me to affirm that like I... I am just a vehicle by which, and just like everyone, we, we are all vehicles of value. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we are. We are all, and we're obviously, you know, valuable people in and of ourselves, but for the purposes of people in the conversation of this book and everything, all I am hopefully is, is one way by which 
the universe or God or whoever or whatever you believe in is speaking to you just to give you a nudge in the right direction. Like this, even though I, I think of it as the be all end all of law of attraction books, it's not the be all end all of your life. It is hopefully just if you find it, if it resonates with you, it's just a catalyst. Just the way, you know, an episode that Kristen's doing or something Kristen's doing is a catalyst. Just the way somebody else is doing something. Like this is all about me um, being this vehicle or this catalyst for the right people to find it in the right time in the right place. And because I kind of carry that attitude, I don't take things as personally and I don't make it about me. I think it's, it's important when you're not making it about you, you're freeing up your mind to create a lot more possibilities. If it's only about me, then all of a sudden, now I'm in the equation of whether this is a good product for someone else. And that's no good. The product has to stand on its own. The message has to stand on its own. I should be something that, that um, encourages it and enriches it, not something that gets in the way of it. Very well said. And I, I appreciate, I, I feel like I can tell when my humans are there to make the world a better place alongside success and wealth and all that, but really just genuinely there. Um, what I say is to be useful. I, I don't know if you know, Bill Withers, the song, Use Me Up, but that's kind of like my uh, through line to my mission of like, whatever I can do, whatever privilege I've had or whatever I can expose, tough experiences I've come through, like if that can be useful to someone else, to me, that's kind of just like the point of life. Like we're here for a short time, just be useful, give what you can, share whatever has come to you and be a useful person and, and let that carry on to the next generation. Um, and I feel that with, with you and I think that is a really key to success, but more importantly, key to enjoying the journey. Does that make sense? Yeah, thank you for that acknowledgement. I'll say, listen, things are going fine right now, but there definitely is an emphasis on the journey. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't want anyone to to misunderstand because it's very valuable just to get people enthusiastic enough to try this because then I know they're going to get wonderful results, but I do not want to pretend like I have a perfect life. Sure. I do see, and I want to be careful here. Sometimes I see people that go on social media and they'll show the dark spots of their life. And I'm like, okay, that's cool if there's actual purpose to it. But some people I detect, it's like they're only doing that because they want to seem like they're mm -hmm. altruistic or, or whatever. The reason that you don't see me in my bad days is because it doesn't serve a purpose, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. So me knowing what I know, if I ever did something like that, I would almost feel like I'm being too manipulative. So you're not going to see that on social media, but I'm really reaffirming it doesn't mean that things are perfect by any stretch of the imagination. There's some days where I'm tired or some days where I want to, you know, wait on doing something. And sometimes I give, I give myself that, that freedom, that permission, but also by that same token, there's some days where I don't feel like recording just cause I'm a little tired, but I have a really good idea. And then I go back to what you were just talking about, Kristen. It's like on the vehicle, is, it, is this about me or am I just going to put that message out? So hopefully that that video will be useful to somebody. So I use it to push me in a good direction. So everything I'm talking about here is a reminder that you can engage hopefully in gratitude and visualization and scripting that will make amazing changes that you won't believe unless you do it, but I'm not gonna pretend like I'm perfect. And part of the reason is I don't want anyone to pretend like they have to be perfect in order to know that this is working. I think it's very easy to, to go through this and have a really few good months and then have a bad day and be tempted to be like, oh, this doesn't work. It's like, no, of course it works. You just went through a great hot streak. And then you had one bad day, you wanna give up? No, get back on and keep doing it because over time that will fuel better and better success and your baseline, your middle point will continue to increase and raise in vibration so that, you know, a year from now, your worst day will have been your best day that time before, if that makes sense. 
absolutely. And I breaking news, social media is the highlight reel. Like, so just let that be what it is. And I'm with you. I never post the negative because it's just not my vibe. Like I, it's just not how I roll. And in doing some of those management pieces with humans, a lot of people do do it because it's like be vulnerable and, da, da, da. and I'm not knocking it if it's authentic to you and it's genuinely in your zone. But I do see a lot of like, I'm doing this because I feel like they got a million likes because they're crying about something. So now I'm going to do it. And this is me being vulnerable. And it's like, no, actually, you're just being a douchebag and doing what you think you're supposed to be doing. And now it is manipulative, like deeply manipulative. Um, And our young humans can't really decipher that. So that's why we started the podcast and started bringing, you know, other ways that they could, you know, question a better way and lead life a little bit different. But know that social media is the highlight reel. And I kind of appreciate that. Uh, I know that's not the popular vote there, but we'll let that be. Um, so being in it in, I, just like you said, I will, I'll be great. And then I actually, something that does throw me off track is I will have some of these great days where you just feel good and not that everything's perfect by any means, but you start to just see like positive things happening. You feel your mindset better. Like I'll physically feel better. I started eating better and training and things just start to flow. And then when I think back, what throws me off is I'll be like, oh my God, three years ago. And I thought I was so happy at the height of whatever training or whatever and PRs or money or big accounts. And I'm like, that was awful. And like, I thought oh, this person that really wasn't great and blah, and all these things I thought were true or not. And I kind of get in that rabbit, of, rabbit hole of look how bad it used to be. I'm so thankful to be here, but it's like this kind of like oxymoron. Like, do you, do you get feedback like that? Um, not <laughs> people. Am I the first? I mean, I mean I'm sure that that happens. <laughs> okay. You're the first time the ones who, who's expressed that to me, but I will say this, um, the way my mind is gone because I've done that also, it's immediately gone to like, whoa, I thought I was really happy then. Yes. Now I really think I'm happy now. Imagine how great it's going to be in another three years. Yeah. I'm going to look back on this now. I'll realize that it wasn't so bad, but I'll also realize that there's even higher to go. So that kind of thing, even though it is easy to kind of get lost in the weeds, I'll, again, I'm a strategy guy and I know how my mind likes to get in my way and I, I, I like to uh, outsmart it. I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. Just another indicator that it's getting better for me. I love it. I'll remember that. I do. I mean, I shift it back to the positive, but I, I'm recognizing in my mind that I go down this rabbit hole. Oh my God, that person did that. What if that person, I should have been mad that I should have used my voice. And it's like, mm, yes, like, that, that's the trap there, right? It's yes, like pulling yes. back into negative. Yes. I have, you know, off a similar thing. I mean, I have left jobs where, you know, after like a month I'm gone and I've decompressed, I'll look back like, how did I even do that job? Yes. Like sometimes I think, and people are going through this right now without even realizing when you're in the thick of it right now, even if it feels like it's really tough, you are so strong that you're pushing yourself through where when you're out of this, you're going to be like, how did I ever do this? Because you're strong. Like when we're in the moment and we have to do what we have to do, we rise to the occasion, even if we're not enjoying it. So <clears throat> I'm more about, well, okay, what can you do to actually enjoy it while you're rising to the occasion as well? But yeah, I've been there where like, I'll look back, like, how did I even get through that at that point? Like, I was, what were the words? So, um, so I'm with you on that, definitely. Okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't alone because I'm like this, but also I am the juxtaposition of all things. Like this brand couldn't be more real because it's like, yeah, I'm flying high. And it's like, oh, well, now I'm really pissed off about this, but that's going to inspire me to get back. And uh, it's kind of like a racquetball court of, you don't know where the ball is going to go next, but it's still moving. So we're okay. Um, on that note, I, I watched your methods and I have a method that I, cr- perhaps I created, maybe it's useful to other people. And you might've already done it, but it's like a fitness method. Um, I'm a CrossFitter and for anyone that CrossFits or high intensity training, it doesn't matter how you brand it. I've in the, in midst of workout, I've really worked to like maintain that gratitude mindset. So after like a heavy lift or like 25, a rep of something light, the 25 reps, I will say, thank you universe for making that lift. And I do it throughout the workout. I call it the CrossFit method. Um, so I consciously think about it for the workout. And if I know it's going to be like, 
you know, a, a workout, but like parts of it are really hard. I'll do the lift and I'll like, instead of letting my mind wander during the workout, I'll pull it back in and say, thank you universe, put down the bar or whatever. Do you have like a fitness method or anything like that? I, so here's the thing. <laughs> here's where my mind goes here and that. What I love to do is after we hit the, the stop button on this interview, yeah. to, to hear that all over again, really dissect it. Okay. Then with your permission, what I want to do is I want to do a feature on my YouTube okay. and I want to cite you as a source so that all my people can go and subscribe on your channel. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That was not my intention at all, but I, I, it's truthfully helped me get, it, 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 I don't, I don't know if you cross it, but anyone that does will know what I'm talking about where your mind wanders and you're like, how am I going to get this piece done? And mm -hmm. when I do that, it's, it's really helped keep me grounded. And I'm not any of the athlete that I used to be as far as fitness and CrossFit specifically, but it's, it's, it's worked. So yeah, I'm happy to contribute if that's a method. Yeah, well, so, and you said something right there. Basically, <laughs> what I'm hearing from you, and again, I want to dig in and, and make sure I'm, I articulate this right and, and credit right. you properly. But what I'm hearing from you is you've basically, you've identified a, a basically, you know, a pattern interrupt that you can install into your mind when you're starting to fall off track in order to keep yourself on track. Yes. Which, which I love. That's what it's all about. It's all about the more we do these things, the more we kind of catch ourselves in the act when we're slipping from it, but also the more empowered and inspired and innovative and creative we are to come up with ways on the spot in order to keep us back on track with it. Yes. And it, it actually speaks volumes that I figured that out in route of fitness versus my real life, like outside, because I am a sports human. So I'm better, I think, as an athlete than just a regular human. Um, mm. So that's probably where all my best things come through. So if that's useful, I'm happy to contribute. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, like I, I think it's really cool. I want to articulate right away, but I mean, this. let's, let's get some people over mm -hmm. um, and, and get them aware for you. And what a perfect excuse, because again, like, so it's kind of funny to my, to whatever I can, if I ever find someone that's innovated a method, I don't want to be that person that's like taking credit. So I'd almost feel very um, underhanded by not shoving people all in your direction after talking about it. But um, I think it's really cool. And I also, I invite people to also try to come up with their own methods or come mm -hmm. up with their own fun names, come up with that, whatever you can do that's going to um, inspire you or, or excite you or, or engage you in a process. Like, I think it's really fun and really good opportunity to do that. Again, this is supposed to be fun. And to whatever yeah. measure you can do that, make it fun, make it engaging, keep yourself on track, please do it. That's, that's my number one piece of advice to people as they're like getting into this, if they ever feel like they need more variety or they need more novelty to whatever it is that they're doing. I, I love that. And I'm, I'm happy. I, I would have to list you as a co-author because it only happened because of, you know, our prior conversation. Um, but on that note, I did want to dissect because I want to be sensitive of our time here. I, mm -hmm. if you look at my, my copy, it's, it's a little, I mean, I was setting it up and it's like tattered and whatnot. And the truth is because I, I use that. it, I reference it. Yeah. And, and within it, I, I've done like my scripting, my lists, I do the flashcards, like we're, we're deep in it. Uh, and it's still a, a, an evolutionary process. I really want to know, because there's lots of examples in here of like what you do on the daily. And I, it can be like a lot if you're like doing the letter and then you're doing the things or it doesn't have to be. I know that. Um, I'm curious as to what is your daily practice right now for you, since you are the expert of this, the author, um, walk us through your day and how you maintain this. Yeah. So first of all, <coughs> excuse me, as I get this out, take some water, um, just for clarity. Um, I put a lot of methods in there just because I understand that everyone's different and they, you know, everyone needs variety. Some people need scripting. Some people need visualization. Some people like it's different things. That's why it's in there. Sure. But one method every day for five minutes is in my opinion. And in my experience, always going to be more than enough. So okay. there's only one, like I'll every so often I'll just do something from the book, just 
in addition to keep myself on track. But the one thing I do every single day is I pull out my phone and this could be any time of day. It, it could, like I'm at a point where since I'm like gratitude is my default, I don't need to be as intentional in the beginning of the day, even though I can be. But some point during the day, I pull out my phone and I pull out the recorder app and I hit record and I leave a message of all the things that I'm grateful for. And it could be a 90 second message or it could be a five minute message. It's kind of like in there. And then I um, send that via text message to a friend across the country. Yeah. And he does the same thing for me. And the cool thing about this is, even though every so often throughout these years, I've done also something from my book specifically, even though that's that's a play on one of the methods in the book, but I've been doing that. Um, we're in our fourth year of doing this. January 8th was the start of year number four. And we've done every single day. And the cool thing about this is the reason that we do it together and we can count on each other is like we've installed this extra level of social pressure because the ego might let me let myself down and get a cheat day in, but I'd feel really bad if I let him down. Therefore, of course, I'm going to hit that record button and give him at least 90 seconds. And in that time, I'm going to feel better. So that's what I do every single day. I just send a message of all the things I'm grateful for. And here's the cool thing. Sometimes there are things in the present and some things there are things in the future worded in the present. Meaning today I might've said, I'm so grateful for all the readers and customers and YouTube subscribers, all the audiobook sales and paperback sales and Kindle sales, all the five-star rave reviews, all the wonderful emails, all the podcasters that are having me on, all those things. I said that today, but I could have just as easily said that two years ago word in the present tense, even though it wasn't there yet, because it still would have made me feel good. And I do things like that to this day as well. I love that. I think you did say that the first cast. I remember that was so awesome. And I am hundred percent here for the team, the community, the supporters, the human alongside you, because it does create that situation. But also this is why I love competing with a team. When you win the bell or get the thing or accomplish the goal, someone's next to you that understands that was there the whole journey and you get it. They understand it. Like it's, it's the most magical thing for me in sports and a team. I never loved individual sports. Cause it's like, you're like, yeah, I won. Uh, the coach kind of gets it, but not, but like when you do it with a team, it's awesome. Mm. Have you guys reflected back and been like, remember we talked about this and this came true or I'm here on this? <coughs> so we do. Um, we have um, monthly check-ins. <coughs> Excuse me one sec. You know, this happens on my show a lot. I don't know if oh. universe or energy or what. People this is because like I talk all day. That's my, my thing. <laughs> so here's the thing. We, we do monthly check-ins and that keeps us on point. Okay. But also, and I, this is just my ego telling me this is a higher level. Part of the reflection is in every day because sometimes he'll get my message first and sometimes vice versa. And whoever hears the mess, like whoever um, leaves the message second uses what they just heard as part of their reflection, part of their gratitude. Okay. Like it's like, whoa, like before I even talk about my stuff, what I just heard in your message, want to acknowledge this, this, and this. I remember a year ago when you were doing this and here we are now. So we do that stuff, but it's also more of like a regular thing where we'll just reflect in the moment in our messages of gratitude, which of course feels great. Like I don't only have to think about my stuff to feel great. Thinking about what he's got going on also makes me feel great, which allows me to put out that vibe and that energy out into the universe of having what I want, which just as easily and just as effectively brings more things to me. Again, as long as I feel good, I can feel good about myself or about someone else, about what I have, about what I want. As long as I feel good, that's the whole thing. That's all I'm worried about. And everything else takes care of itself for me. So I'm not losing in any way or in any, in any measure of it. It's just a win, no matter what. That's so awesome. Is that, is that like the best friend method? Does that have a, a brand or method yet? Um, oh, I haven't, I don't think we've, we've come to a name because technically like 
the fact that it's between me and him, like you would yeah. give it a name like that. But I mean, this is technically story scripting or it's technically like a gratitude blitz or it's like a combination of those from yeah, the book. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I might have to come up with some kind of fun name. Um, yeah. And the names, by the way, are, are my way of having a good time, but also my way of um, making it click in people's heads a little bit better so sure. they remember it and they're excited to try it out. Yeah, no, I love them. I mean, they're like fun and I don't want to say silly, but kind of, but you do remember them, but it also is a lighthearted spin on what could ever otherwise be a heavy conversation. So I like like the juxtaposition of the lightheartedness and yet it is super effective because it's not something complicated. It's like, it's associated, like it's, it's keep it simple, stupid in its most beautiful form. It's perfect. So mm, thank there's you. my branding knot. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I think it's great. Well, I really encourage everybody, you know, I've talked about this. I'm almost on day 100 of my morning day routine. Uh, I do a quick and it's, it's, I use this to support my routine. It's kind of a version of Hal Elrod's uh, morning million miracle book. I always mess it up, but it's some version of those three words and it's affirmations. I do a quick lemon water. I do um, my meditation, my affirmation. Um, oh, what's my next one? I read, I write, it's all just within, it's like six things within like literally 10 minutes. But this book has really helped guide me in my affirmations, my journaling um, and my mindset of gratitude. And then obviously I do like the scripting and some of the other practices. I like that you pointed out, you don't have to do everything. I'm of course, so that athlete that's like, give me all the work, we're gonna do it all right now. And then I burn out and I'm like, you don't need to do everything right now. So we just mm -hmm. keep repeating that pattern. Um, but it's super digestible. It's a really easy read and it's really supplemented really everything I've done in my life, because kind of getting it back to that mindset. Um, but that starting the day with that intention of gratitude, awareness, and being conscious of what I really care about, what I want, and what's going on right now that I'm so deeply appreciative for, um, because I absolutely do live a blessed life, not perfect at all. But it, it's been really nice to even reflect and have this be excuse to be like, oh my God, look at, look at your LinkedIn. Look at all this shit you've done. There's reasons why you know some things. So if there's any point you ever doubt yourself or you're out there, you're thinking you have imposter syndrome, take a moment, pause, grab this book. Um, but reflect on all the things you've done. Do you take time at all to look back and be like, holy shit, even in six months, like look at all this stuff that I've done. Yeah. So that's what the miles, milestones are so easy. So when those come, I use those as my opportunity, okay. but also, um, and I mean this just to hear what you just said about the book. That to me is a milestone. That to me is a watershed moment. So thank you for sharing that. When I hear things like that, that's, I mean, I'm very focused on giving value and having this conversation, but after we hang up, I'll probably give myself a minute to kind of sit back and process that because it's really important. It's really important to what you just said is the most valuable thing in this whole thing, in this whole endeavor for me to have somebody say that the book had any kind of impact on, on what they're doing in the day, any kind of positive influence on any little level is, is a huge, huge thing that kind of blows my mind because even when I was writing it, the intent was value, but I, I had no idea how that would be expressed in universal form after the fact. So this is kind of like a very pleasant welcome surprise when, when those things happen. So when things out of the blue happen, I use that as an opportunity and when, easy, uh, clear milestones happen. I also use that as an opportunity as well. Amazing. Well, yes. And I, I hope you can take it in because I wholeheartedly um, say thank you. And, and I think this is an amazing tool and you are a vehicle of joy and positive impact. And that's a deeply powerful space to maintain. So I'm very uh, excited that people like you are 
you know, maintaining those powers and that, that point of positive influence, because the world needs it more than ever. And, um, with your voice and mission and heart, I, I really do think it could spin this world in the right direction. I know that sounds so deeply cliche, but, um, um, this emoji, you know, out here in support and, and, and rooting for everyone that's like you, myself, anyone that's just trying to put a little good into this world. I think it makes a massive, massive difference. Um, so do, do take some time to let it absorb in that. I know that's certainly something I'm not good at. Um, but is, is there anything else you want to share with us that I know you're doing a, a million interviews and everything else, but is there something that someone hasn't asked you or you haven't been able to share yet that you want to talk about here? Um, so it's just a reminder. I'm not sure when you're going to uh, hit the publish button on this, but we're, we're in April. Um, just because nothing's coming to mind to me. I, I reaffirm, and I've said this in the past, um, I think we're like in a slingshot moment in the world right now. Okay. Um, so for if there's anyone listening who's still just like a little impatient, a little frustrated, and some might see a light at the end of the tunnel or some might see the opposite, um, a reminder to remind yourself that I think we're still in that slingshot where the rubber band's been getting pulled back really, 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 really tight. And um, at some point, the let go is going to have to happen. And okay. we're all going to uh, rocket forward um, towards some good things. I don't know the timing of that. But I'm using the opportunity you gave me as a reminder of anyone listening that's having a little frustration. I hope that will serve them well, because that's what I believe. And it's just about, you know, having whatever joy and whatever momentum that you can strategically in the meantime, so that when you do rocket forward, which is inevitable, it's even better for you. It's even more amazing. It's, there's even more opportunity. There's even more good things. Paint or build the foundation and paint the picture now to make it even better on the tail end when it actually comes for you. Perfectly said that, you know, it's funny, we won't fully unpack this, but that is like almost been on my mind unconsciously a little bit of like embracing now. Cause once it shifts, it's shifted forever it, for positive. Um, but kind of like just this be ready type of feeling, which, uh, yeah. again, as a competitor, it's like getting ready for the big game type si situation. <laughs> and you know, the game, sometimes you're down in the score. I mean, right. It, not to be negative there, things might get worse before they get better, but yeah. by that same token, all the more reason to be very resolute and very strategic in your mindset and your approach because the good's on the way. So the best thing you can do for yourself is prep for it and enjoy life as much as possible in the meantime. What a message for 2021. I fully, I have full faith. We are on the upswing of things. And again, <laughs> you just got to be responsible for yourself and, and take hold of what you can and control what you can control and, uh, you know, take that step in the right direction. Andrew, amazing. Where do we find you? Um, two easy links. Um, lastlawofattractionbook.com will auto forward to the Amazon listing. <laughs> you can check it out on Kindle, paperback, audiobook if you'd like. But if you don't want to pull out your wallet, that is cool also. Uh, YouTube.com slash Andrew Cap. And I mean, you know, there's you know, my Instagram, like Andrew Cap Insta. But for the most part, those first two links, it's uh, pretty good because that's where all the value is. I'm, anything else is me just like bragging to my own horn that's the good stuff, either the book or the free YouTube content, whichever direction you want to take. Um, Chris and I really thank you for having me here. And I hope that one or both of those links really serve people well. So thank you for this awesome, awesome conversation. And again, like, I mean, this It's really a privilege to be a, a part two. I take that as a high compliment and really have loved the conversation that we had. And maybe I can, uh, I'll talk you into a part three at some point, because I can't get enough of this took the words right out of my mouth. I, I think so. And I think displaying this journey and the evolution of our conversation, I think is a really cool thing. I don't know where it's going to go. And, you know, you know, we're good with that. So um, we'll, we'll leave the door open for sure. Cause I, I think it's, 
it's a special conversation. I think it will reach the right people. And if you're out there and you're kind of you're kind of interested, but you're not sure you you saw the secret or whatever, I would really say start with Andrew's YouTube page and watch a couple of videos. He does one that's in one minute, explains the law of attraction. It's pretty incredible. Um, and then let the interest I think build from there. But it's a, a phenomenal starting point. So I have full faith you are gonna hit all the people you need to hit, inspire them, and um, do what you are meant to be doing. Thank you, Kristen. Check it out. Thank you, Andrew. We will see you soon. Uh, again, for everyone that's listening, check out the good words and have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.